So see, we are on the series of being in Christ so that we can receive whatever we have in Christ. Whatever we have in Christ. That's why if you see our titles on YouTube, you know, they talk more about receiving. Receiving your greatest blessing today, receiving, you know, your greatest blessing effortlessly. They are all about receiving because you are still receiving what God has already deposited in you. If you read James chapter 1, when he talks about be a doer of the word, the first thing that he says is receive the implanted word. Do you remember that? Receive the, receive the implanted word. That means the word is already in you. What is the word? The word whose name is Jesus Christ. He is already in you. You are receiving whatever you need to live a godly life from that reality that is already in you. And his name is Jesus. See, there's no greater gift that God can bless us other than the person of Jesus. There's no greater gift. Amen. See, in Luke 17, 21, Jesus said, don't say the kingdom of God is there or there or there. Say that the kingdom of God is within you. Why is the kingdom of God within you? Because the king of that kingdom lives in you. See, the kingdom is all about the king. If the king is in you, that kingdom is in you. Amen? So the kingdom of God is within you. Why? Because the king is in you. See, Romans 14, 17. Okay, let's take that. Romans 14, 17. I want to show you something. I want you to understand this. This truth, if you get it, it'll set your life. Okay. Romans 14, 17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. What is the kingdom of God? Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit compared to eating and drinking. Why is Paul comparing eating and drinking to righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit? Isn't eating and drinking, shouldn't we eat and drink? Shouldn't we live a good life? Shouldn't we ask God for the choicest of the choicest blessings that he has for us? Then why is Paul saying that? See, what is Paul trying to say is the kingdom of God is nothing that you see externally but is already deposited in the inside of you see it has to flow the kingdom of god has to flow from inside out christ in you the hope of glory is already inside of you the kingdom of god is within you the king is within you so everything that you need for godliness, for a godly life, everything that you need for a Christian life is already in you. It needs to flow from within you. That's why James says, receive the implanted word. See guys, you are not receiving this word that is coming from my mouth externally. You're receiving that is already in you. What you're hearing, the Holy Spirit is confirming that is already inside of you. 
you ha already have it inside of you and he is confirming that you have the kingdom within you see the role of the holy spirit is not to tell you when you're right or wrong it's not a bell that tells you oh ding ding you've made a mistake that's not the role of the holy spirit the role of the holy spirit is to tell you that the kingdom is within you the role of the Holy Spirit is to remind you that there is Christ within you. The role of the Holy Spirit is to tell you that you can, with freedom today, call out Abba Father without any guilt, without any regret, without any sorrow. That is why you have the Holy Spirit. Okay? Say with me, the kingdom is within me. Why is the kingdom within you? Because Christ is within you. See? This is something that we have not done. This is something that God has done. See, when something has been done by God, we cannot undo it. We are not so powerful enough to undo what God has done. Are you listening to me? We are not powerful enough to undo what God has done. If God has given to us Christ by grace, that means it is by grace that Christ will always be in us. There's nothing you and me can do to undo the power of God, to undo the work of God in our lives. Yeah? So the kingdom of God is within you. Right now, you have the kingdom, not in percentage, not in 0, 30, 60%. You have the fullness of the kingdom within you. The question is, why am I not experiencing it? That's a different question. Do you have the kingdom? Why? Because you have the king. But the question that we need to ask is, why am I not experiencing the kingdom? If the kingdom of God is within me, if righteousness, peace, and joy is already deposited in me, then why am I not experiencing the kingdom? So the answer, I'll tell you the answer, but I, I want to take you through a journey, okay, before I tell you the answer. Okay, let's come back to Luke chapter 8. The parable of the parables. You remember the story? Luke chapter 8. Okay. Let's read from verse 5. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell along the path and was trampled underfoot. And the birds of the air devoured it, and some fell on the rock, and as it grew up, it withered away, because it had no moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up with it and choked it. And some fell into good soil and grew and yielded a hundredfold. Now, let's understand the meaning of the parable from verse 11. From verse 11. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. The ones along the path are those who have heard. Then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart so that they may not believe and be saved. Verse 13. And the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy, but they have no root. They believe for a while and in time of testing, fall away. I just want you to just concentrate on these two soils. The first one heard the word. The first one heard the word, but did not receive it. The second one received it. Is that right? 
the first one heard the word the second one received it so what's the difference between the first and the two why did not the first one receive it because the first one did not have joy say with me did not have joy. the second one was able to receive it because they he had joy he or she had joy see when you have joy you receive god's word that word that is already inside of you the secret is see guys i'm telling you the secret the kingdom of god is within you is that true why are you not experiencing it because you don't have the joy because you're not experiencing the joy you have the joy right why because the joy is part of the kingdom you have the joy because you're not receiving the kingdom with joy you're not actually drawing the reality of the kingdom outside where is the kingdom inside of you you need to draw it out how can you draw it out only by joy when you receive this word by joy you draw it out in your reality do do i need to repeat that again you need to receive it with joy see when we don't receive the word with joy we hear it it becomes a concept and we forget about it but when we receive it with joy it becomes a memory and it keeps reminding us again and again every time you receive god's word that's why if you remember coming back to the first message right three steps in receiving what's the first one prepare your heart what what are you preparing your heart for so that you can receive the word with joy receive the word with joy is the kingdom within you how do you draw it out with joy you draw it out with joy that's secret i'll show you another verse it's a beautiful verse okay isaiah chapter 12 isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 check this out isaiah chapter 12 verse 3 with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation how will you draw water from the wells of salvation with joy see the kingdom is inside of you how do you draw it out with joy see salvation means salvation can also mean healing salvation can also mean deliverance you want healing in your life you want deliverance in your life everything that is packaged in the kingdom of god you want it in your life you already have it how do you draw it out from the inside of you with joy with joy see i'm giving you a secret how do you draw the kingdom out with joy especially when you feel depressed when you feel low you know when you are sorrowful something tragic has happened you know and you're feeling the emotions but you want to experience the kingdom of god how do you do it with joy with joy see joy is not temperamental joy is not like you know i got a new car so i am happy excited no joy is not temperamental joy is very deep it is a permanent reality that is already inside of you but you need to experience that and when you experience that when you bring it out you experience the whole reality of the kingdom remember what paul said the kingdom of god is not eating and drinking but peace joy righteousness joy is one third of the kingdom 
33% of the kingdom is joy. Ask yourself, are you experiencing joy? I'm finding very, uh, very hard time in the morning since the morning I've come in just to know that Matthew is sick and so many people are feeling, you know, sick, having a hard time to experience the joy of the Lord. But that is where we are striving for in spite of the circumstances that we are going through to experience the joy because the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. That is what will pick us up from these circumstances. The joy of the Lord is our strength. You know, since last night, one verse that is really ringing in my head, I want to show you Habakkuk chapter 3. Really ringing. And I, I want you to take this and meditate on this. Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 17 and 18. Just listen to me if you haven't got it. Though the fig tree should not blossom. Are you listening to this? Though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit beyond the wines, the produce of the olive fail, and the, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. Though I did not get my promotion, though I did not get that job offer, though I did not get, you know, that boy and a girl's proposal that I was supposed to get, yet, yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet, I will rejoice in the Lord. See, when Jesus was carrying the cross, you know what gave him the strength to carry that burden, to go through all that pain and suffering and shame? was the joy that was set before him. Even through that pain, even through that difficult circumstance, he was joyful. The joy that was set before him. You know what was that joy? You and me were the joy. He saw you, he saw me, and he was like, man, for this, I am willing to take another cross. Guys, we have no idea what God has really deposited in our hearts and we are always looking for external blessings when God wants to draw what he has already given to us. You already have the greatest blessing and his name is Jesus. You need to unravel him to know what more he has for you. What do you need today? Healing? Deliverance? Relationships? Restoration? Whatever you need is in Jesus, is in Jesus. Draw him out. Draw that reality out. How do you draw it out? Joy. With joy. And I'm, and I'm just asking you, you know, how many of you are going to ask the Holy Spirit that I don't want to lose my joy in spite of any circumstances that I go through, I don't want to lose my joy. Remember the time when you accepted the Lord? You were so joyful. There was a different excitement. You remember that time? You know, anything that happened, like, for example, you received, you know, you spoke in tongues or, you know, you received a prophetic word. You were so excited. The joy of the Lord. You received that. See, the devil can never snatch away your salvation. Devil cannot do that. Salvation is yours. Why? Because God has deposited in you. But you know what the devil can do? 
is come and snatch away your joy. The devil can never snatch away your salvation, but can snatch away the joy of your salvation. And that's why it is very important to remind yourself, my goodness, more than all these circumstances, yet I will rejoice in the Lord who is my salvation. Get our priorities right. See, we lose our joy because we missed a cake. We missed a portion. Huh? We lose our joy because somebody ditched us. We lose our joy because of these external circumstances where God wants you to hook that joy in something that is more deeper, in something that is unshakable. That's why this joy is the joy of salvation. Say with me, the joy of salvation. It's not the joy of getting a new car or the joy of getting married. It's the joy of salvation. So it remains with you forever and ever. It cannot be shaken. Nobody can take that away from you. What's the worst thing that can happen to you? But nobody can take away that salvation because that has been secured by God. The joy of my salvation. With joy, you draw out that reality. With joy. Let me show you another verse. Nehemiah chapter 8. Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10. Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat and drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready. For this day is holy to our Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. See, when you imagine heaven, when you imagine heaven, how do you imagine heaven? Do you see people are, you know, just living their lives every day, doing their daily routine? Or they are joyful, they are celebrating. You know, when Jesus was talking in Luke 15, he said, every time a sinner comes back, what happens? There's celebration and party. It's like as if the angels are just waiting. They just need a reason to celebrate. They're already celebrating, but they're like, oh, today we got a reason to celebrate. See, heaven is all about celebration. That's why Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, he says, you know, do not fix your mind on these earthly things. Fix your mind on the reality of heaven that is already inside of you. There's joy inside of you. This heavenly celebration that is always happening inside of you. You know, when God sees you, he's smiling at you. He's celebrating you. He's saying, hey, come on, man. You are doing a great job. I am proud of you. I celebrate you. You know, I got this picture once when I was doing a Bible study and the picture was of a baby trying to walk. You know, when a baby is trying to walk, everybody is cheering the baby up. Come on, come on, you can do it, you can do it. No matter how many times a baby falls, nobody cares. But every time a baby makes one step, everybody is so crazy joyful as if the baby has climbed Mount Everest. Isn't that true? We are like so crazy and you know we celebrate that one step that he takes similarly every step of faith that you take in spite of all the failures heaven is rejoicing over you every step and they're saying come on man you can do it you can do it you have it in you you can do it heaven is celebrating heaven is rejoicing every step that you take every step that you make forward 
they don't care about the failures so i want to encourage you even when you fail fail forward even when you fall fall forward so at least you're making a step ahead why because heaven is celebrating heaven doesn't count that as failure heaven counts that as progress you are progressing in the kingdom of god you can't fail because of what is there deposited inside of you you know always progressing that's why paul says in colossians sorry second corinthians 4 verse 16 he says even though the outward man is perishing the inward man is being renewed day by day you are always progressing whether you know it or not the question is do you align your mind to that reality of the spirit do you align your mind to the reality of the spirit if your mind is aligned to the reality of the spirit you can live your life in constant bliss in constant joy because you will be like habakkuk even though the fig tree blossoms or not even though the fruit comes or not even though my sheep they give birth or not yet i will rejoice in the lord i'll rejoice in the lord this is your choice what you feel is your choice guys don't blame anybody don't blame your neighbor don't blame your mommy don't blame your mother in law father in law dad nobody what you feel is your choice you know why because you're not the mind you're a spirit who has a mind so what that mind experiences what that mind feels is your choice so today if you are feeling sad if you're feeling discouraged if you're feeling low get up why because you have salvation inside of you experience the joy of the lord that reminds you that you are saved once and for all the kingdom is within you amen let me show you a couple of verses and we'll end okay okay john chapter 15 verse 11 this is jesus he says these things i have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full what does he say my joy may be in you and your joy may be full see look at the heart of jesus he wants to give you his joy so that your joy will be full he wants to give you the fullness of joy See when Jesus is saying all of this is just before he's going to get crucified and he's saying I'm going to leave with you my joy so that you can experience the fullness of joy Guys don't settle for anything less than the fullness of joy don't settle anything less than that That's why I'm telling you guys keep reminding yourself of god's word keep reminding yourself how do you practice god's word by hearing hearing the word again and again keep reminding of yourself so that your joy will be full you will experience the fullness of joy that is already in you amen that's why see when paul is in the prison he's beaten up he's in the prison and he's he can still write guys i tell you rejoice in the lord and again i say rejoice he says rejoice in the lord and again i say rejoice in first thessalonians 5 verse 16 he says the same thing rejoice in the lord pray without ceasing giving thanks to god in everything 
Why? Because joy is your portion, guys. Joy is your inheritance. Don't let anybody steal that away from you. Nobody can steal what is already deposited inside of you. Amen. The joy is inside of you. James chapter 1 verse 2. One of the most difficult passages, but really amazing passage. James 1 verse 2. It says, Count it all joy. Not some, not few. Count it all joy. When should you count it all joy? When you meet trials of various kinds. Count it all joy when you meet trials of various kinds. See, how, how can I feel joyful when my brother steals from me? How can I feel joyful when somebody betrays me? See, if your eyes is on the Lord, the Lord of your salvation, you can be joyful. You know why? Because you know whatever has been betrayed, whatever has been stolen from you will be restored Amen. 10 times. You lost one car. Somebody stole one car from you. You'll get 10 cars in return. So if you are focused on that reality, which is the Lord of your salvation, you will not oh, one car, nothing. Rejoice in the Lord of your salvation. Every time you lose something, rejoice. Rejoice for what God has in store for you. The enemy can come and steal. But the Lord, when he restores, it is much more than what the enemy has stolen. Say with me, much more. See, God is not in the business of just balancing the books. God is in the business of abundance of the books. See, that is why we don't understand what God has done in Christ. We are always thinking that God is balancing the books. Whatever Adam lost, Christ in Christ we gained. No. If you read Romans chapter 5, it says, much more, whatever Adam has lost, much more in Christ, much more. Okay, guys. So count it all joy. Count it all joy. I, I, I don't know your circumstances. I know mine. And circumstances are not a great evidence of what God is doing, okay? Circumstances are never a great reminder. You want to know what God is doing? Look into that kingdom. Look at the Lord. See Jesus. What is he doing? He is much greater than your circumstances. Can today, like Habakkuk say, even though the fruit does not blossom, even though, you know, nothing, I see nothing in the natural, I will still rejoice because nobody can snatch away that joy that is in me. I have the fullness of joy. Jesus' joy is in me. The joy of Jesus, the fullness of the joy of the Lord is in me. Amen. Come on, let's do an exercise. I want you to close your eyes and just take a moment to recognize the kingdom that is already in you. You can draw out the kingdom. You can draw out the salvation that is already in you. You have the kingdom. Come on. You don't have to do anything. Just recognize. Just acknowledge. Just acknowledge that the kingdom is within me. I have the joy of the Lord.
I have salvation. The king is within me. Christ is in me. The reality of heaven is in me. Come on, just acknowledge that. Anything that is bothering you, anything, whatever that picture is that is bothering you, make that picture smaller and make the joy of the Lord louder. Imagine that you're in heaven. Imagine that angels are celebrating over you. Imagine how they're cheering up. Imagine how the father tells you, hey, son, hey, daughter, I am well pleased with you. You are my beloved. I am well pleased with you. Let no circumstance, let nobody tell you otherwise. I am well pleased with you. Come on, see the father smiling. See the father rejoicing. He's telling you, you are on the right path. I have covered you. I have secured you. Heaven is rejoicing. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for this amazing word. That we have your joy. We have the fullness of your joy. Which is already inside of us. Father, we close our eyes to what is happening in the natural, to open our eyes to what you are doing in the supernatural. Thank you, Jesus. Our reality with you can never be shaken. Can never be shaken. Father, we trust in you. We surrender. We give you all glory. And indeed, we say today, the joy of the Lord is our strength. We look unto the Lord of our salvation, the joy of our salvation. You are our joy. Ha! Even though the morning may last for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You are our joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.